The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the Knapsack Files Studios in Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars, Episode 19, Teaser Time. I'm your host, Ken Knapsack. You know the drill. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and most social media platforms, at Ken Knapsack. There's a fan page of me, which is just a ridiculous notion. It is a different page than my personal page. Go to that, like it, join all the conversations you can. And of course, this show, we're getting a little more interactive. The show's not live like I used to be able to do on Jedi Alliance or back in my old radio days 20 years ago, but we we can be interactive. There's a lot of ways for you to be interactive. Well, well, there's a lot of ways, but there's only one I'm checking, which is hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. That's what we're going with. I've thought about hashtagging SSW, but who knows? That might mean something else out there, and you kids would tell me later on. No, no, Grandpa Ken, that's not a, a, a abbreviation you want to use. All right, so we're going hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, and uh, you do that, and I'll look at your questions, and if it's uh, one I want to answer, we'll answer, and let's talk. Let's have this an ongoing conversation. Talking Star Wars as we build up towards The Force Awakens on December 18th, 2015. Uh, and uh, this week, I, 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 at the beginning of the week, I was like, huh, what, what am I going to talk about on Spotlight Star Wars this week? Maybe maybe my top five favorite Ewok noises. Uh, maybe how to braid your hair like Princess Leia. Like, I, I, what am I going to talk about? I, I don't know if I got anything this week. And then boom, suddenly... Was it Thursday morning now? I get into work, bring up the old work laptop, check into Twitter, and I see Star Wars teaser trailer. I freeze up. And as you know, if you've been listening to this show and my other shows, that brings up a moral dilemma for me. It brings up something I'm not quite sure if I want to get into, and that is spoiler territory. I look at it and I think, okay, this is official. This is from Star Wars. This is from Disney Lucasfilm. This is from J.J. Abrams has signed off on it at some point. This is an official teaser trailer released on Instagram. So I think to myself, do I press it? Because I know I'm probably going to see it whether I want to or not later in the day. Do I take my fate into my own hands? Much like some kind of a Jedi. I think that's what they're called, right? Do I do that? Or do I wait to see if someone tweets this to me? Is this something I want to see? I say, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do it. So I press play on the video. I did it to myself. And I, like the rest of you, number one, was slightly spoiled. And number two, didn't care because it was so damn cool. Let's go to the spoiled part first. I think I've talked about it enough. It's talked about it ad, na- ad nauseum there. I don't want to get into it too much overall. Um, do I consider this a spoiler, even though it's official from Star Wars, from Camp Lucasfilm, from Camp Disney and Camp Abrams? Yes, I, I do think we've been spoiled a little bit of the story. How can you not? So if you haven't seen it and don't want to hear about it, now would be the time to turn this recording off and maybe go listen to one of the many other shows I offer you here on the Knapsack Files. All right? Go back and listen to episode 14 of the Knapsack Files. I don't even know what it is, but go back and listen to it. I think around that time it was Scott Tommaso or Lou Santini or Dan Farron. Go and listen to that show. All right, Catch if you don't want to be spoiled. Otherwise, we're going to break it down a little bit here. The 15 seconds of 
pure Star Wars fan joy that I experienced when watching them. Spoiled? Yes. We now have what we believe to be context. Context of the the fa- uh, what we can now say famous shot of Kylo Ren. The first thing we really officially saw of Kylo Ren back in the first Star Wars uh, full teaser uh, back, uh, back a while ago earlier this year. We saw... Kylo Ren, or what we now know, Kylo Ren, marching through the forest in kind of a weird kind of uh, walk, and all of a sudden that lightsaber comes out, and oh lordy, it's got a hilt, and the world debated lightsabers for two weeks. Um, that was our first view of Kylo Ren, and he was on a little snow planet, a little bit of forest trees. Is it is it snowing on Endor? We don't know. Is, is he on some new planet we've never heard of? We don't know. But we saw that. That shot had no context. Then we started seeing other things to the snow planet. Then we started seeing more of John Boyega, and then by now we can kind of figure out ah, at some point, because it's on the poster, John Boyega's going to be holding a lightsaber. I'm fine with all that. That's cool. That made me happy, because I'm a Boyega booster, and I want this kid to have a lightsaber. That's awesome. But this teaser trailer, what do we see? We see John Boyega holding that very lightsaber, which we do believe is Luke's uh, lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back and New Hope, and technically Anakin's from... The prequels, if uh, you're to believe Star Wars canon. Boyega's got it. It's ignited. And whoa, what do we got here? Boyega standing with that ignited lightsaber in or on that snow planet. It appears he's in the very same forest with the very same snow lightly drifting down with this very same lighting. And of course, this is preceded in the teaser trailer on Instagram by that shot again of Kylo Ren. It's the same shot. So are we to believe that Boyega and Kylo Ren are going to face off at some point? I think we are led to believe that. Keyword led. We don't know to be true. To be to be honest, this still could not happen. This could not have been. This could just be crafty editing, a mislead, a fade right when they want to go left. I totally understand that. If you're gonna you're gonna tweet me that and argue with me on that, no, don't no need to argue. I get it. In fact, I'm hoping that's the case because I, I don't want to know. I could have. I could probably assume that if on the poster there's two characters holding different lightsabers, that at some point those two might lock horns. I can accept that. So is it? am I surprised that Boyega and Kylo Ren might have a lightsaber fight? No, of course not. But I, I wanted to go in not knowing that. I wanted to go in not knowing that. But, like I said, it was 15 seconds. And by the time that 15 seconds ended... I wasn't thinking, oh, gee, I was spoiled. Uh, now I know there's a lightsaber fight with these two. No, I uh, wasn't wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, oh, ho, 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 that looked awesome. The trailer has that shot we saw released in a, a Korean, I believe it was Korean Star Wars trailer uh, about two or two, three weeks ago, which is the, the back angle, the, the shot from behind of what we believe to be Captain Phasma uh, and maybe General Hux and Supreme Leader Snoke looking out on the First Order troops there. Uh, they use, that's a great shot, by the way. Great shot. It's, it's shown here in this teaser. Then we go to, to uh, a new shot of Daisy Ridley. We've only seen Daisy Ridley on what we uh, are being told is the planet Jakku, and we've seen some stuff of her in the Falcon. Well, now we definitely know she gets off planet because her and BB-8 appear to be in a, in a more of a lush environment here. Maybe it's the same snow planet. I got to assume this movie takes place on more than two planets, by the way. Um, and it's a good shot. I, I, I like Ridley. 
Are, are you all with me? Daisy Ridley's kind of the big newcomer coming to this thing. She's done some other things. She's got a headshot, but there's not that much know that we know of her. And she even said that at some panels recently at Comic-Con and Celebration and the like. She's like, hey, I'm the rookie here. And I like that about her. And she's got a great look. She kind of looks like a little bit like Kira Knightley, a little bit like uh, young Natalie Portman. And definitely, to me, has got the, the Leia and Han coloring there, the, the, the hair and the, and the look. Uh, let's not jump to conclusions, though, right? Um, look, in a world clamoring for strong female leads, there's something about Daisy Ridley that so far, and I admit I'm being a Star Wars nerd here, so far Ridley is popping off the screen for me in a very, like, look at her. She's, she, she's, she's got my attention, and I don't mean that in, in the way... Uh, about physical beauty and, and attraction, all right? Please, uh, keep your jokes to yourself, you, you crazies. Um, I'm saying, just she's got some star power to me. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm jump to, jumping to conclusions there. Maybe it's something I want more than I want to believe, but I'm, I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, this this person could be the center of, of the Star Wars universe, along with Boyega and, and obviously uh, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, but she's front and center on that po- poster. And if she's leading the charge for these next three movies... We are in, in good hands. I think she's got, she's got something behind those eyes, which is the key to acting of it. The, the eyes are the window to the midichlorians inside. All right? And this one shot, she's looking up. There's a, there's fear. Turns There's a brief flash of like relief, I think, in, in her face is what I'm interpreting. Uh, so maybe some help's coming. Maybe it's Poe Dameron and his uh, resistance uh, fighting X-Wing team. Um, uh, that's that's that. Then we go into the shot of Kylo Ren, and this is when the music takes over. Star Wars and music, so important. We all know that. Mr. John Williams coming back for this, and that that timing of the lightsaber, the first the blade, then the hilt's coming out, and mm, bump, go to Boyega, then bump. I'm a sucker for stuff like that, man. The music is keyed with the video. It, the music's tied with the lightsabers. I love that stuff. I'm a sucker for it. Sets me up the, the closing shot on Boyega. The, the the blue hue of the lightsaber lighting him up. Loved it, man. 15 seconds. I loved every second of that teaser trailer. And I hope you did, too. Let the joy course through your veins, all right? Let it flow through you. Let the joy of the Force Awakens build inside you to impossible levels. It's okay. I think we're in good hands. How can you tell me? And I'm open to arguments here. Not arguments. It's the internet. I hate using that term. Give me some debates, some discussions with some common sense and friendly nature. I'm open to the discussion. But here's what I say. What we've seen so far. The first teaser trailer. The first teaser trailer with the That Has Been An Awakening, which, by the way, they replayed in this 15-second one. You got that teaser trailer. Then you go into kind of the, what I think we now can say is the full teaser. It definitely wasn't a full trailer. Then you go to the behind-the-scenes stuff that was released at Comic-Con, which revealed some things like Leia and, and Jeff, the, the tone and the feel, and it kind of brought tears to your eyes because uh, we all thought, okay, they're, they're definitely taking time and doing this right. And then now this 15 seconds. All right, just, just on those alone. Can, can you honestly tell me that you think this movie's going to be lower than, than a B? A 7 out of 10? Can you, can you tell me? And don't cite 1999. A lot of people, I'm starting to see, I saw an article today, why I'm not as excited for Star Wars as I was in 1999. Go jump off a cliff or jump into a garbage compactor in the Death Star. Let it flow through you. At this point, I understood the trepidation 
two, three years ago, in 2012, when this the excitement wore down of, oh, crap, Disney bought, bought Star Wars. What do, oh, we got new Star Wars. When that died down, yes, immediate questions came came up. And when Abrams was selected, I was happy with Abrams, but I know other people weren't. I, I, I like some of his stuff, love some of his stuff, don't like some of his stuff, never seen some of his stuff. When Abrams was selected as a director, uh, when problems, I'll tell you when I was really, really worried was when the Michael Arndt drama, what we think's drama, which might not have been drama, by the way, uh, aren't removed or no longer riding on it and there seemed to be something and Kasdan comes in or at least front and center now there was a little moment there where I was like ooh ooh there's some problems over there in the swamp of Dagobah there when they're, they're cooking this up uh, they got some trouble um, but then it kind of rebounded and the stuff started coming out. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I, I know I make fun of the names. Captain Phasma, I'm, I'm trying to warm up. I'm trying to warm up for the benefit solely of Gwendolyn Christie because I'm such a fan. Um, that Supreme Leader Snoke, some of the stuff, little tiny things. Okay, what do we got? Then we saw Han. When we saw Han and Chewie, some of that stuff started going away from me, uh, the little things. And look, I know I, I could give you the caveat of, hey, all right, maybe it's bad. Maybe we're going to get a C-level movie. I just don't think so anymore. I just think they know what they have. And then Drew Struzan, the man behind the posters, comes out and says, this is the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen. I've seen most of the cut. Fans are going to find this to be the best Star Wars movie ever. Naysayers, cynics will say, well, of course he's going to say that. Uh, you know, James Cameron said the same thing about Terminator Genesis. Um, I, I don't get... Yes, I, I don't think anyone's going to come out. I don't think anyone came out before the prequels and said, uh, I just saw a rough cut of Phantom Menace. Woo, we're good. All right, no. Go watch that documentary about the making of Phantom Menace on the Phantom Menace DVD and Blu-ray. And, and when the lights come up and Rick McCallum's rubbing his face, Ben Burtt's staring blankly, and George Lucas says, I, I, I think it may have gone too far this time. All right, I, I no one came out. And said that prior to the release of The Phantom Menace or even Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. I get it. Cynics, I get it. We're living a cynical time. We all love that stuff. But when, when, when Struzan comes out and says that this, trust me, I've seen it. We're in good hands. Best Star Wars movie you've ever seen. When I hear that, I'm telling you, that, that the hair on the back of my neck comes up in a, in a good, excited way. It's nerd chills, all right? I believed him. Maybe I am drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe because it's it's late on a Friday night and I want to believe. All right? You can you can chip away at me that way. I get it. But I want to believe. And from what I've seen so far, put those things together, man. Put the 15-second teaser trailer. Put the first two trailers. Put the behind-the-scenes video together. Put what some of the veterans are saying. Put what Harrison Ford is saying about uh, when I read this script and I... I uh, it was surprising and, and, a, and a good thing, and I came back, and then he starts to cry at Comic-Con. All right? I'm buying it. Harrison's a good actor. He could probably uh, cry some tears on command at a Comic-Con panel. Sure, Cynic. Sure. But at that point, I believe. I'm all in on this. If you can't tell, I am all in on this. Yeah, do I wish I didn't know Kylo Ren and John Boyega are quite possibly facing off in a lightsaber duel in the forest on this unknown snow planet. Yes. Do I care at this point? No. No. I don't want straight spoils. Don't tweet me things. Don't Facebook message me things. Hey, I got the third act of the script. Don't ask me. Some guy on the set who knew some guy got it for me. I don't want that stuff. When things are released, excuse me, when things are leaked, 
When you hear those words or read those words leaked, attached to anything from Star Wars, The Force Awakens, or even Rogue One, a Star Wars story, a Force Awakens, don't, don't tweet them to me, man. Don't tweet them to me. Hashtag or include Christian Harloff and John Campy and Maud Garrett and all those other Star Wars media people who are doing great things and doing wonderful things. Tweet all those people. I don't want that stuff. I'm trying so hard to go into the theater December 18th, 2015 and just go, wow, that is the story. And it is unfolding in front of me. And I know as little as possible going in. I'm trying. I know a lot of you are trying too. I'm, I'm going to go, watch, I should watch that 15 seconds right now. Gosh, it was so amazing. But let's move on to some questions. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. You can also hashtag the Knapsack Files as a backup, um, and I'll find it. But uh, don't just tweet at me uh, without ha- – if, if you want to tweet at me to see if we can discuss something on, on uh, this show, please use that hashtag, Spotlight Star Wars, on Twitter. Got a couple things I want to discuss. Uh, user uh, underscore installation 04, A exclamation point Dan is your name. So is that with, – with, with peace sign emoji, is that, is that Alden or Aiden? I don't know. we got to talk about your branding. All right, let's talk about your branding. But anyways, Spotlight Star Wars. Having not seen Rebels, the idea of a Disney cartoon character in a war movie like Rogue One is odd thoughts. First of all, if you haven't seen Rebels, do yourself a favor and go check it out. It starts off a little slow. Like I've said, it starts off about the story of a petulant young teenager, Ezra Bridger, but it grows, and the story expands and gets a little darker as it goes along, and it looks like we're gonna we're gonna be okay. And, and I always I should apologize next time I see Dave Filoni at a convention. I'm gonna apologize. He's gonna go, "What for?" I'm gonna say, "Don't worry about it. Just please accept my apology." I shouldn't have doubted that team. Uh, is Rebels perfect? No, Clone Wars wasn't perfect. All right, I, I no no. But check out Rebels. To the question, uh, in, a, in a what we're assuming to be a gritty war movie like Rogue One, a Star Wars story, um, it, would it be odd to see a Disney cartoon character in, in the movie? Yes, it would be odd. To me, I find it odd. I'd actually find it odd if Ahsoka Tano is in any of these movies. Uh, and that is saying that, knowing that you all know that's one of my favorite all-time Star Wars characters is Ahsoka Tano. Uh, I love Kanan. Would it be odd? Would it be odd to see Ezra? To see any kind of hair? It doesn't matter. Even Chopper the Droid. Will it be odd to see them in an actual movie, whether it be The Force Awakens or Rogue One? I, I don't even worry about the gritty war nature of Rogue One, even if they show up in Force Awakens uh, in some kind of fa- uh, capacity. Um, it would be odd to me. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing, though. The reason it's odd is because it is a cartoon character. It's an animated character. If it's a character that originated on an animated show, it absolutely seems a little odd. It's almost, if if, if done, even done right... It almost comes off a little bit like professional cosplay. God, I said that with a lot of pop in my peas. Kind of professional cosplay? Professional cosplay. It kind of comes off like that to me. And again, I'm saying that because I, I, I want to see. In Rogue One, I'm okay. If Ahsoka Tano shows up, maybe that's where that character ends. I don't know. If if, if uh, Kanan shows up in Rogue One, uh, Ezra, it doesn't matter. Um I, I want to see it. I'd be okay. I want maybe once, not the word. I, I'm okay with seeing it, and I think it would be it'd be interesting to tie it all together. It definitely Rogue One definitely would seem to make sense. It would tie to Rebels at some point. I can gather that, um, but to it just will it will appear odd. But I'm okay with it. 
I think Kanan is a, an important enough a character, and Ahsoka Tano and Hera and Sabine are, are important enough characters now already that uh, I, I, could, I could be okay with it. Cad Bane is another example. I, I could very well see Cad Bane making some kind of appearance in, in Rogue One, and it would seem odd. Like I said, professional cosplay, but I think they'll do it right if they do. I think they have some kind of plan, but that's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, another question from James Floodgate at James Flood, Floodgate says at uh, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. I don't think we need Jedi's in Rogue One, which was discussion of last week's show, of course, the main discussion. But it would be cool to see Vader. Um, but they could do it without him, and and I agree. And one of the stories that kind of was talked about this week, I believe, or maybe uh, late last week, was this news that maybe in Rogue One that Peter Cushing, uh, long deceased, uh, may rest in peace, might be brought back in a digital way, digital form, to kind of be Tarkin again. Uh, you have the actor, his name's right, not in front of me right now, but you have the actor who was in uh, um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, who kind of played Tarkin, but he had some prosthetics to make him look like Tarkin, and it, and it came off okay. Um, would I want to see – so let's answer that question first. Do I want to see a digital Peter Cushing? No, as little as possible, please. I'd rather you just recast. I think I, I'm on board for just recasting things and, and, seeing, and seeing how it goes. But to the question of Darth Vader, do I do I want or need to see him in Rogue One? Need? No. Want? Yes, with a question mark and a delay. And I don't know why. It's almost the same. It's not the same thing as as seeing a Rebels character pop up in an actual movie. It's different, of course. But um, I got. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down this way. When Darth Vader, voiced once again by James Earl Jones, showed up with a bit of a design change that kind of made him look like classic Macquarie designs um, of Darth Vader, when he showed up in Rebels, I was skepti- skeptical at first before I saw it. And then the first time they re-aired that pilot on ABC and he showed up at the end and I went, mm, all right, yeah, it's James Earl Jones. I can get behind him. But when they sh- show him full time now uh, in these two episodes that launched season two that were released as a movie over the summer, I loved it. And knowing that it's James Earl Jones doing it, like, I-, I loved it. I really did love it. So do uh, do I want to see Vader and, 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 and God willing – Knock on some Formica here. Uh, James Earl Jones will still be around to do that voice next year. You never know. Um, yes. Yes. To answer your question, James, it would be cool to see Vader. Uh, um, I guess, I guess James, it wasn't really a question, huh? It was more of a statement. <laughs> James, I'm agreeing with you. I think it would be cool to see Darth Vader in Rogue One. I don't need him, though, to be the main villain. I, I hope he's not the main villain, but, but I'd like it to be a little bit more than a cameo at the end. Um, but uh, I could get behind that. That'd be kind of cool. Give me one more run with with Vader in his prime. Totally, totally could be behind that. Jessica Beardsley asks, and she's at Jess R. Beardsley, a Spotlight Star Wars, don't you think that if Max von Sydow is Kanan, that will ruin any tension in Rebels? Meaning, uh, let's say that Kanan, and I'm assuming... Well, I, uh, Von Cito, that's Force Awakens. Sorry, I got distracted there. Force Awakens. So Vance, Max Von Cito, um, who is approaching his 90s, if he's not, not already in there, definitely mid-80s, if he is an older version of Kanan, the Force Awakens, does that, does that take any tension away 
in Rebels, meaning we're watching Rebels now, not knowing if Kanan's surviving. Uh, but if we know in Force Awakens that he has survived uh, and that his story ends at that some point or goes that far, does it take out tension? From a storytelling standpoint, uh, yeah. From a viewer standpoint, yeah, I could see that. Now we know. Um, you know, we definitely know uh, that um, uh, that he's alive. Um, takes away that edge. Um, you know, it, we when we were watching Clone Wars, I remember, you know, Ahsoka... Uh, Tano, a lot of people are like, well, we know she dies. She has to die, right? She's not in Revenge of the Sith. So that's where this story is leading. Well, they threw us a curveball. She is alive. She's still going. She she went undercover, became Fulcrum. She's now helping to start the rebellion. Um, so we don't know with Kanan. We don't know. We can't assume that he's going to die. But um, I, I'm still talking. I don't know if... I don't know if Von Sydow is Kanan, and, and that's that now going into open speculation. I want to get your guys' opinion. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Uh, do you guys think Von Sydow is Kanan? And what would you think if he was Kanan? Tension? Does it take away tension from watching Rebels, the, the animated show? And just from a story standpoint, do you want to see Kanan in The Force Awakens? Do you want to see him surviving and rolling around in the same universe as Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Princess Leia? And then it begs the question, what happened to him? Where was he during the height of the rebellion? Uh, who knows? Who kn Maybe he goes and starts the Knights of Ren. Huh? Maybe that's for speculation, huh? Maybe... I'm making this up as I go, folks. Maybe Max Von Sydow is is the guy who's like, "Hey, Kylo, join my teams of Knights of Ren. Here's your lightsaber. Make your own. All right, put some hilts on the side. Make it a broadband sword and piss a bunch of people off in another galaxy." Um, hmm. I don't know. Is can't me? That's a good question, Jessica. That's a good question. You 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 prompted a good good question and a series of thoughts there. I don't know. What do you what do you want with Kanan, folks? You tell me. Going back to the question that I asked last week of uh, the Jedi, do we need them in Rogue One? Do we need um, the Jedi? Most of you who responded to me, I don't believe anyone came out too strong that, yes, we do need Jedi. So some people did, saying, hey, it's a Star Wars story, uh, literally, as the title implies. Uh, we do need some Jedi. We do need some lightsabers. I would hate to not see it, and I respect that opinion. I, I kind of want to see them do it without it. I don't think that will be the case. Maybe. It's it's tough to tell. I say that a lot, don't I, on the show? I apologize. I come out with a strong opinion. I don't need Darth Vader in Rogue One. Well, maybe I could. I apologize. That's me being a bad broadcaster to you. I should have an opinion and stick to it. But it's Star Wars. It's We're speculating. Um, so I asked that question about Rogue One. Do you need to see Jedi or not? And, and um, uh, our final Spotlight Star Wars tonight comes from Mike Curry. Old... De or Oli Debate Coach, sorry. Oli Debate Coach is his Twitter handle. And uh, Mike, uh, Mike likes to debate, but he doesn't want to debate with me here. He agrees. He says, uh, no Jedi makes the Rebels' achievement more impressive. It raises their stakes and eliminates some deus machinas happening, which is the story getting wrapped up via miracle, if you will. Uh, and he hashtags Spotlight Star Wars, which is something you all should be doing out there too. Uh, Mike, thanks for agreeing, and, and that's a good point. Uh, the Jedi are the superheroes of the galaxy, so they can get out of some situations. They can leap high. They can throw their lightsaber. They can force push. The Rebels don't have that. And at that point in the story of Star Wars, the the Force is not 
a uh, ruling f- power. A ruling. The force is not a ruling force. Is what I was going to say at that point. Um, so thanks for agreeing, Mike, and thanks for listening. Thanks for all of you t- for tuning in to this show that I do on the Knapsack Files podcast feed and do other things. Um, I, I appreciate everything, and I love this interaction. Let's keep doing it. I will answer one or two of these a week. If you hashtag Spotlight Star Wars on Twitter and include my name, at Knapsack, we'll have a conversation. It's kind of a, well, not a one-side conversation, but it's a week-delayed conversation. But we'll have that conversation, all right? So uh, until, uh, until next week, go out and get yourself geeked up for The Force Awakens, all right? Get ready for Force Friday. Uh, I'm not going to wait in line at midnight, but I'll be buying some of them toys. Get excited. We are here. This is a great time to be a Star Wars fan, and it is time to embrace it. So with that said, I will see you next time on Spotlight Star Wars here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. And may that force thing kind of, sort of, remain around you always. <laughs>